Pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. Wednesday night Bible study. This is Pastor Mike Brunzo with Faith Fellowship Church coming to you from Taylorsville, Kentucky. That's twice this week. And what was really unusual was uh, delivering a message here on Sunday. But uh, like we told you, we got uh, exposed to COVID and we got tested, got our test results back. Praise the Lord. And we are negative. Hallelujah. And our uh, not incubation, but <laughs> quarantine period is over this Sunday. So we'll be back in church this Sunday for sure. Hallelujah. So that's for all the members of Faith Fellowship Church. Be there this Sunday at 1030. If you know anybody, bring them with you. 7921 3rd Street Road, Louisville, Kentucky. Hallelujah. Well, if you got your Bibles with you tonight, turn with me to Ephesians, the third chapter, in the 14th verse. I want to talk to you tonight about being rooted and grounded in love. And in Ephesians 3, 14 and 19, the Apostle Paul says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. <coughs> Excuse me. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. And in speaking of Christ's love, he wants us to know uh, the breadth, length, depth, and height of Christ's love. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Wouldn't you like to be filled with the fullness of God? Just be full of God every day, all the time. Uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, 365 days a year. Just be filled with God. Hallelujah. But Paul emphasized here, among other things, that God wants us rooted and grounded in love. Of course, we need to be rooted and grounded in a lot of things. We need to be rooted and grounded in faith and uh, things like that. But he specifies here he wants us to be rooted and grounded in love. And being rooted and grounded rec uh, represents immovable strength. Uh, it's like a, a big oak tree. The deeper the roots, the stronger the tree. And roots come from seeds that were able to establish themselves in the ground. And you know the Bible has a lot to say about seeds and obtaining a harvest. And I've taught on it many times. In Genesis 8.22, it says, As long as the earth remains, we will plant and harvest. There will be cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, a time to sow and a time to reap. And that's as long as the earth remains. And the earth is going to remain forever. So we're going to be sowing and reaping, planting and harvesting forever. And Jesus told a parable called the parable of the sower in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The only one that didn't tell this story was John. But it describes how the kingdom of God would be established in the earth and how uh, it would work. And he used the example of seed time and harvest 
uh, which means it will start small as a seed and it will grow big. And that first seed that went into the ground was the Lord Jesus Christ. He was the first seed. And uh, because of that seed that was planted, just look at the earth today, all the Christians in the earth today. So it started out as a small seed and it's grown into what we call the kingdom of God on the earth today. But Jesus said this in the Gospels, and I'm going to mix them up a little bit. That's why I'm not going to specify any particular one at this time. But uh, he said a sower went forth to sow. And the Lord said as the sower was sowing, some seed fell on the footpath and the birds ate them. Some fell on rocky ground and because there wasn't much soil, the sun scorched them and they died. Some fell among the thorns, and when they tried to sprout and grow, the thorns choked them out. And finally, some fell on good soil. And it was those seeds that took root and sprouted and grew until they brought forth fruit in varying different amounts, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. In other words, 100 times more than they planted, 60, 30 times more than they planted. All three of them received the harvest, but only... Uh, about uh, eight people, eight out of a hundred, we'll say, uh, only eight out of a hundred produce a hundredfold harvest. But a parable is like a riddle. And in order to learn the meaning of it or the answer, you have to actually search for it. And, and what I like about this parable of the sower is that it's one of the few parables that Jesus explains to us. And how many know that Jesus explains something, there's no room for interpretation. It is what he says it is. And that's what I like about it. I don't have to interpret. I don't have to dig. I don't have, he just gives it to us, a freebie. But in Luke 8.10, Jesus said that you, his disciples, you and I, are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God. But I use parables to teach the others so that the scriptures might be fulfilled when they look they won't really see. When they hear, they won't understand. And sometimes we think the Lord's being mean here. Why doesn't he want people to understand? Well, he does, but he wants them to want to understand. And that's a big difference. He wants them to be hungry. And, and the meaning of the parables are only to re reveal to the ones that are really interested in what the Lord has to say. And if you're not interested in what he has to say, and, and you're not seeking the knowledge from him, and you're not digging for it, you're not asking for it in prayer, uh, you're not asking the Holy Spirit to lead you into that truth, then uh, you really don't have a hunger for what he has to say. And so he's not interested in giving it to you. He wants to give it to those that are hungry for it, those that are seeking knowledge, and those that want the revelation. But anywhere in this, anyway, in this parable, this is where the Lord brings forth the spiritual truth of what the parable represents. And now I'm going to be reading out of Matthew, the 13th chapter. And Jesus says, now here's the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. In other words, you don't have to interpret this one. I'm going to give you the meaning of it. And that's a blessing. And then in verse 19, he says, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, the devil, Satan, and catches it away, that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. So he just explained to us what happened to that seed that fell by the wayside. And then he, uh, he uh, tells us, spiritually speaking, 
that the seed is the word and the soil represents the heart of mankind, the heart of a person. And Jesus just made the transition from natural, talking about seed and soil, to spiritual, talking about the word and the heart or the spirit of man, the inner uh, man. And uh, he used something natural that people could relate to, like the farmer and seed and soil and planting and crops, because it helps us understand the spiritual principle and the spiritual truth that he's trying to convey. And so he's telling us here that there were four types of soil that represented four different heart conditions uh, that the seed was sown upon. And uh, in verse 20, he says, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. And this is another reason why we need to be rooted and grounded, because persecution is going to come. People are going to uh, say nasty things to you. They're going to uh, think you're crazy for believing in Jesus Christ, for being a Christian and a goody two-shoes and all of this. And if you're not rooted and grounded, you're going you're to be uprooted and uh, you're going to fall away. And that's what happened to the uh, seed that fell on this rocky soil. And uh, since the seed represents God's word, that means that the farmer or the sower is a preacher or at least someone that's sharing the word of God. So the word is another thing that we must be rooted and grounded in. And we have to allow the, wor the word to take root in our hearts and be established. James says to receive with meekness the engrafted or planted word, which is able to save your souls. And that's what this sowing and reaping is all about. The sower is sowing the word. He's a preacher. He's uh, somebody witnessing or sharing the word. Could be you or I. Could be anybody. And he's sharing the word. And the whole purpose of it is to get that seed planted in somebody's heart that they will believe it, receive it, and get saved and add to the kingdom of God. And that's how the kingdom of God uh, grows. And then in verse 22, he says, The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. And, and then uh, verse 23, he said, uh, the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times that as much as had been planted. So the point I want to make from this is that your heart is fertile soil. And the way you plant seed in your heart is through two gateways, the gateway of the eyes and the gateway of the ears. You have to see something. Uh, to get it into your heart, or you have to hear something, and that gives it access to your heart. Uh, but before it goes to your heart, it has to go through the filter of the mind. And it's the mind that we should deal with these things. Things come into your mind in the form of a thought. And these thoughts can become seeds. They don't necessarily have to. It's your choice. It's up to you which ones you want to become a seed and plant in your heart. In other words, believe it. And some are good and some are bad seeds. But it's entirely up to us which seeds are what thoughts that we allow to become seeds and get planted in our heart. And once your heart, which is fertile, 
receives that seed, it's going to take root and it's going to grow. Whether it's a good seed or a bad seed, if you allow it into your heart, your heart is going to produce a root from that. And that root is going to grow into something that is either going to be fruitful and a blessing or it's going to be something that you don't want in your life. And the longer you take the deal with a bad seed, the bigger and stronger it's going to grow. But when you uh, intentionally plant something in the natural, I'm talking naturally now, you go out in your yard and you dig a hole and you plant a seed. When you plant something in the natural, it should be your natural desire that it becomes really rooted and grounded because the more rooted and grounded it is, the stronger it's going to be and the more nourishment it will be able to draw from the soil in which it's planted. And uh, you might plant a, a, a small tree. And if you notice, when people plant small trees, they usually uh, tie them off and give them support. They stake them to the ground with string, uh, a tri triangle of string, and they, they stake it to the ground to help it strengthen as it's growing its roots and getting established in the ground. If they don't, it's going to get blown over. So, uh, and plus, after you plant it, you want to nourish it even further by feeding it the things it needs, like water and even some fertilizer. Because you want them roots to take root and you want it to, to uh, be well established and grow strong. But the opposite is true with bad things like weeds and thorns. Again, I'm speaking naturally. And no one really plants weeds and thorns and thistles intentionally. I mean, they're part of the curse and they do fine all by themselves. You don't have to plant them. You just plant something good and go out there a few days later and you'll see weeds growing up around it. But what you do with them is you pull them out because you don't want them to interfere with the good thing that you planted. And if you don't, it will contaminate and corrupt the little tree or whatever it is that you planted, and it will choke it out and keep it from growing. So you pull those things. And now going spiritually speaking, it's the same thing with your thoughts and the garden of your heart. We can call our hearts a garden. And when you plant good things in your heart, you have to continually weed out the bad things. Uh, if you don't, they'll hinder the growth of the good thing that you planted, and it won't grow the way that you want it to grow. It will never get rooted and grounded and well-established. So Paul said that we should be rooted and grounded in the love of God. In other words, God's love should be constantly growing strong in our hearts, and in order for that to happen, we have to keep the weeds out. We have to keep the bad thoughts out of our head. And we have to guard our hearts with all diligence. You know, Brother Hagen one time said you can't uh, stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can sure stop them from making a nest in your hair. And it's the same thing with thoughts. You can't stop the thoughts from coming. Thoughts will come and thoughts will go. It's what you do with the thought that counts. If it's a bad thought, you should cast it out, cast it down as a vain imagination. Uh, compare it to the Word of God, as Paul says. And if it doesn't stand up to the word of God, which is the litmus test for everything that comes into your mind, then you need to cast it down. You need to get it out of your head and never allow it to become a seed because once it becomes a seed, it's going to get planted in your heart and it's going to cause a bad harvest. So, you know, evil thoughts or desires are weeds, seeds of offense, seeds of jealousy, envy, seeds of bitterness and anger. Hatred, doubt, and unbelief, they're all seeds that will choke out faith and love. So as soon as they come into your head as a thought, boy, that guy just made me mad, cutting me off like that. 
you need to deal with that thought and don't allow it to become a seed. And, and one of the things that, that uh, it usually becomes is a seed of bitterness. And before you know it, that seed of bitterness takes root. And, and I'm going to give you a scripture on it here before we close, but it takes root. And now you're bitter towards everybody and everything. Uh, my son Mike, uh, when I get smart with him or something, he calls me Bitter Betty. <laughs> so you don't want to be a Bitter Betty, amen? <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of different things that we can plant in our heart. But remember, it always starts out as a thought. It turns into a small seed. And we talked about acorns and oak trees. If you find an acorn laying in your yard and you don't want an oak tree to be there someday, then you pick up the acorn and you deal with it while it's small. And it's the same thing with seeds that uh, could get planted in your heart. If you don't want something planted in your heart, you need to deal with it when it's a thought up in your head. Uh, and even if it gets uh, uh, planted as a seed in your heart and begins to take root, you can still deal with it. But let me, let me say this. In Romans 5, 5, God planted the seed of love in our hearts. The Bible says that the love of God was shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And in a way, that's what a, a farmer did back then. He had a, feed, a seed sack, and he reached his hand in the seed sack, and he grabbed a handful of seed, and he would sow it back and forth as he's walking. And that's why it wasn't as accurate as the farmers of today are. Uh, they got machines that plant them in furrows and accurately, but back then they had to sow it like that, and a lot of seed was lost, like on the on the walkways and the hard ground and the rocky soil and things like that, and they didn't always receive 100% harvest from the seed that they sowed, but they sowed it nonetheless, and here it's saying that the love of God had been shed abroad in our heart, had been sown in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, so we have the love of God in us, as soon as we're born again, the love of God comes into us, but then it's up to us to get it rooted and grounded uh, and, and make it immovable because it's going to get tested when the storms come. You could get that, the, if you're not rooted and grounded in love, it could get uprooted like any other good thing in your heart. But have you ever seen a large tree that was toppled over in a bad storm? And, and I'm not talking about one that was hit by lightning or one that cracked and broke. I'm talking about one that's laying down and at the bottom of it is a big ball of dirt and roots where it just simply got pulled up by the roots and, and laid over on the ground. And it usually happens because the, the ground was completely saturated from too much rain and it softened the ground and the, uh, the wind was blowing, the storm was blowing and the tree just couldn't hold itself in the ground and it just falls over. And uh, that's because it wasn't rooted and grounded the way it should have been. If the roots went further down where the ground wasn't as wet and was much more solid, it would have been more grounded and would have been able to withstand the storm that caused it to fall over. And that's why we need to be rooted and grounded because Paul said it strengthens us. So if that natural tree's roots don't get back into the ground, it will begin to wither and die. And now here's what's scary. This is also a spiritual a spiritual principle that's mentioned throughout the Bible. Uh, in Psalms 1, the very first Psalm, verses 1 through 3, I'm going to read it in the easy reader version. It says, great blessings belong to those who don't listen to evil advice, who don't live like sinners, and who don't join those who make fun of God. 
Instead, they love the Lord's teachings and think about them day and night. The King James says meditate on them day and night. Verse 3, so they grow strong like a tree planted by a stream, a tree that produces fruit when it should and has leaves that never fall. Everything they do is successful. So, you know, is it talking about a tree or is it talking about a believer? I believe that it's, it's talking about both here, a tree in the natural, and it's also talking about a believer. A tree is, is uh, planted by streams of water. A believer is planted by streams of living water, which is representative of the spirit. So it represents both. But the point is this, in order for it to become strong, it has to stay put. It has to let them roots grow deep and and get grounded really good in some solid soil. And then when the storms of life come, it's not going to be moved. It says here it won't even lose a leaf. That's pretty good. And it says that everything they do is successful. So everything we do as a believer will be successful as long as we're rooted and grounded and stay by the stream of the Holy Ghost. In Psalms 92, 12, it says the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Now, I don't know if you realize those cedars in Lebanon were gigantic and they were strong. It was good hard wood to be used for building. A lot of it was used in Solomon's temple and that. But those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. Now, you and I, if you're born again, you're planted in the house of the Lord and he says, you will flourish in the courts of our God. And verse 14 says, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. Hallelujah. It's nice. I'm not old yet, but it's nice to know when I get old that I can bring forth fruit. And then it says, they shall be fat and flourishing. Now, I know nobody wants to be fat in the natural, but you want to be flat, fat and flourishing in the spirit. Hallelujah. So Jesus said in John 15, he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So we're to draw nourishment from the vine. And when you cut yourself off from the vine, just like that tree that was uprooted, you will wither and die. Hallelujah. And that's why God wants us as believers to be rooted and grounded in some things, especially in love, especially in the word of God. Uh, he says we're to draw nourishment from these things. And he doesn't want us easily plucked up when the storm comes. And that's why it's important that we stay in church. And we're in church every time the doors are open because you're there to draw nourishment from the vine. And uh, I know people say, well, I could draw nourishment at home by reading my own Bible and praying in my bedroom. I don't have to go to church to do that. Let me tell you something. The things that you hear in church, you are never going to hear in prayer at your house, and you ain't never going to hear them uh, having your own little church in your bedroom on, on the weekend or whenever. And, and knowing a lot of people, they'll skip, <laughs> they'll skip that church, too. I know a lot of people went to St. Mattress and the Holy Sheets on a Sunday for a long time. But you know what? You're not going to get the nourishment you need there. The Apostle John said, He that loves, he that loves not, knows not God. If you don't know how to love, then you don't know God. 
For God is love. He didn't say God loves. He said God is love. He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. It's a must that we love. If you don't love your brother and say you love God, you're a liar. And so we, you know, we read in our opening scripture that we are to be rooted and grounded in love. Why? Because Paul said we'd be strengthened. And well, if God is love and we're rooted and grounded in love, then we're rooted and grounded in God because God is love. And if we're rooted and grounded in God, then we're rooted and grounded in the word and we're rooted and grounded in love because they're all synonymous terms. God is love. Jesus is the word. And so when we're rooted and grounded in love, we're rooted and grounded in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're rooted and grounded in God. So that's why Paul said he wants us rooted and grounded in love. See, we have only one commandment in the New Testament. Jesus said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. That's our commandment. That's our only commandment in the New Testament. And that supersedes and fulfills all the Old Testament commandments, the Ten Commandments and all the laws that came that were spawned from the Ten Commandments. This one commandment fulfills them all. I don't have to worry about them. I don't have to think about them because if I'm walking in love, I'm fulfilling every single one of them. So I don't have to concentrate on a bunch of laws and rules and regulations and do's and don'ts. All I have to concentrate on is my love walk. And if I'm going to do that the way I'm supposed to, the way that God expects me to, then I have to be rooted and grounded in love. So uh, we're not just to love one another, we're to be rooted and grounded. Because if you want to grow strong like a tree planted by that stream, and, and like I said, that stream is the flow of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God, then you want to be successful in everything that you do, and you will be if you're rooted and grounded and walking in love. And so if you want to flourish in the courts of our God, like the, uh, the palm tree in our, in our sound, and bring forth fruit even in your old age, then you're going to have to be rooted and grounded in love and demonstrate it towards everyone, especially your brothers and sisters in Christ. And, you know, people say, well, you know, I'm only obligated to love my brothers and sisters. No, God said we're to love even our enemies. And so that means everybody. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. And that word neighbor comes from a Latin word uh, that means those that are nearby. Uh, ne is, means nigh and bore is by. So you have to walk in love towards those that are nearby. If you get nearby anybody, you're obligated to walk in love towards that person. That's your neighbor. It's not the guy next door on either side of us. It is whoever we come near is our neighbor, and that's who we're to love. So let me tell you about something about seeds. And I taught on this before, but seeds are small, but they grow big. But here's the thing about seeds. They don't grow big overnight. It takes time. And they have to be nurtured, and they have to be nursed, and they have to be cared for, and the weeds have to be pulled. But eventually they will grow but they just don't grow overnight. And divorce doesn't happen overnight. And adultery doesn't happen overnight. Fornication doesn't happen overnight. People don't become alcoholics or drug addicts overnight. Uh, it happens by a small seed that was allowed to be planted and not only allowed to be planted, but allowed to grow. 
you know, nobody ever sins without first thinking about it. So when that thought comes into your head, acorn, that's the best time to deal with it because if you don't, it's going to be an uh, oak tree that you'll have to deal with someday. So don't let that thought become a seed and get planted in your heart. Deal with it in your head. Get it out of your head. Uh, think on things like Paul said, things that are lovely, things that are just, and things that are pure, and things that are of a good report, things that are praiseworthy. And you can't think of two things at one time. So you're either going to think about that bad thought or you're going to think about something good. So the good will push out the bad thought. And, you know, people say, well, what if I already got a root of bitterness or a root of some kind in my heart that I don't want it to be there anymore? How do I get it out? Well, it's like anything else. What you feed grows and what you starve dies. So starve that root don't allow it to grow anymore don't feed it anymore don't water it anymore don't think about it anymore don't nourish it anymore just let it die starve it to death and feed the good seed so we're responsible for our own gardens and i know people nowadays they don't like to hear that about being responsible for things they don't want to be responsible for things but uh we're responsible for what grows in our garden we're responsible for guarding our own hearts and Seeds, good or bad, have to be planted and then nurtured in order to grow. And it's our job to keep our garden tilled and keep the weeds out of it. Proverbs 24, 30, and I'm getting ready to close. It's about a lazy man that didn't take care of his garden. And the Bible says in Proverbs 24, 30, I passed by the field of the sluggard, or the lazy man, and by the vineyard of the man lacking sense. <laughs> he didn't have any sense, the Bible said. And behold, it was completely overgrown with thistles. Its surface was covered with nettles, and its stone wall was broken down. This is somebody that didn't take care of his garden. He didn't take care of his heart. And now it's all overgrown with bad things and weeds and stuff. And anything that was good in it, like the grapevines or anything else has been choked out and then it says in verse 32 when i saw i reflected upon it i looked and received instruction a little sleep a little slumber a little folding of the hands to rest then your poverty will come as a robber and your want like an armed man in other words you're going to wake up someday find yourself in the midst of poverty and, and uh your wants and your needs is going to come upon you like an armed man. In other words, you're going to be overwhelmed by things that you need and don't have. So it's not, it's not a, a, a smart thing not to take care of our gardens. It's not a smart thing not to take care of our hearts and guard it with all diligence and make sure we're only planting good things and we're not allowing the weeds to grow. That when we see a weed come in, we're plucking it up and getting it out of there. But good things take effort. And uh, so we have to water the seed of God's word with faith, fertilize it with prayer, and pull the weeds that choke the good things out. One more scripture and I'm closing. Hebrews 12, 15. This is talking about that bitter Betty spirit. It says, look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. So it's up to us to keep that root of bitterness out. And notice he didn't say a seed. This is after the seed got planted. It came in as a thought. 
You created a seed out of it. You allowed it to get in your heart. And now you've got a root of bitterness. And your name is Bitter Betty. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We praise you. Give you glory and honor. Thank you for the word to come forth today, God. Help us to realize that our hearts are fertile soil. And it's up to us to guard what goes into our heart. What we cultivate. What we grow out of our heart. And Paul said he wanted us rooted and grounded in love. And that love has to be rooted and grounded deep within our heart. And there's other things that need to be rooted and grounded in our heart. So we're not blown about by every storm that comes. We're not pulled up and uprooted. But we're staying by the stream of the Holy Ghost and the streams of water. And we are going to establish our roots. And they're going to go down deep and be well established. And we're going to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And no storm is going to blow us over in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you. I, I made it 32 minutes. I was shooting for 30. I'm getting closer and closer. But we'll see you this Sunday from Faith Fellowship Church in Louisville, Kentucky. Be safe and be careful. God bless. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.